0: Baptist Church.
1: Welcome to the radio broadcast ministry of Kettering Baptist Church, where we minister in the spirit of excellence under the leadership of our anointed senior pastor, Bucus Sterling III. Please stay tuned at the end of this broadcast for information on how to obtain a copy of today's message in its entirety. And now, Pastor Sterling.
2: On this Mother's Day, I want to invite our attention to John's Gospel, chapter 19, verse 25. The word of the Lord reads as follows. Now, there stood by the cross of Jesus, his mother, his mother's sister, Mary, the wife of Clopas. And Mary Magdalene. And when Jesus therefore. Saw his mother. And the disciple whom he loved. Standing by. He said to his mother. Woman. Behold your son. Then. He said to the disciple. Behold your mother. And from that hour. That disciple took her. To his home. And I just like this verse. I might as well read this one too. After this, knowing that all things were now accomplished, that the scripture might be fulfilled, he said, I thirst. First of all, once again, I want to just say Happy Mother's Day to all of our mothers this morning. And and not only those who are mothers biologically, but those who are mothers by your actions towards others. Many a mother had never had a child born of her flesh But she has been nonetheless the greatest mother that ever lived in the lives of some. And so we want to thank God for those unsung hero mothers, amen, that sometimes may get left out during this time. But we appreciate all of you and all that you have done and all that you do. I want to use the verses of scripture that I read on this morning to talk from the idea, taking good care of your mother. And I thought the best example to use would be Jesus. Because if we are to be disciples of his and to follow him, it might behoove us to examine how he took care of his mother. And as we face a day and time when people are living much longer and having to deal with so many different issues and so many different concerns, many of us, if we haven't already, we'll find ourselves at some point in this life having to be the caregiver or having to take care of either our mother or a parent or other senior person. And so the whole idea of taking care of somebody, even though it may seem foreign to you right now, it is coming one way or another. And here's the question as it relates to our mother. Shouldn't we really be doing that now? taking really good care of our mother now as opposed to waiting until she's convalescing and we are forced to to do it. And I know there's a variety of answers, a variety of thoughts about that, but I think it's best to do it now. In this text, we get to see Jesus doing this very thing, taking care of his mother and demonstrating his love for her and his compassion towards her. In his last hour. And as we look at this and talk from this idea, taking good care of your mother, I begin by looking at the fact that in Jesus's example, and even in our own, he had his mother's support. Let me just go back and read this from verse 25. It says, now there stood by the cross of Jesus, his mother, his mother's there. Also, her sister and Mary, the the wife of Clopas and Mary Magdalene. But his mother is there and she is providing him support. Now, I said from the beginning, all of us, like Jesus, have had our mother's support. Amen. Amen. Now, I hear it and hear it ringing out of your deep voice and recess. For those of you who hate your mother and for those of you who felt like my mother never did nothing for me, park, pump the brakes, hold on, pause. I want you to also see that as horrible as your mother may have been in your eyes, you still had the support of your mother. Y'all still here with me? Now, now let me begin this text and start by saying that the initial support that Mary gave to Jesus was that she gave birth to him. Y'all do remember the angels came and talked to her and said, blessed art thou, Mary, for the Lord has shown favor unto you. And the Holy Spirit came upon her and she conceived and she bore a son. That was the first support that any mother has given a child. And watch this. And all of us who are here, because none of us were just created out of nothing and popped on the scene. All of us were born, as far as I know, unless somebody here don't have a navel. Amen. That hasn't been surgically removed or something. Amen. We all were born and regardless of how you feel about your mother, I need us to acknowledge and understand that the fact that you're here in the flesh is a direct result of your mother supporting you to life. Let me draw out that process. Now, I'm I'm not a woman, but I've got a wife, and I've got daughters, and I've watched the process. Let me say this to you. The process that the mother goes through to bring you into the world is a laborious one. It is one in which she sacrifices her beautiful body, her appetite, her sleep at night. Amen. And she definitely sacrifices everything on the day of your birth. It was labor, that's why they call it labor She labored in bringing you into this world So if she hasn't done nothing from the day you were born She labored in bringing you in this world So she supported you I know I just had to say that Because some folk was going to cut me off mm -mm, My mother ain't done nothing for me She supported you by bringing you in the world And giving you life If we check the DNA, her DNA is in you That means she contributed to your sustenance and your bodily presentation. So she, she did that. And so Mary also did for Jesus. But now in, in this, as we look at the support that Mary has given to Jesus, we kind of walk through the life of Jesus. In Luke's gospel, chapter 2, verses 43 through 49, when the family had gone to the Passover meal, see, he had his mother's support. They had gone to the Passover meal, and Jesus, when everything was over, he lingered around. Y'all remember that? He lingered around, but guess who went back for him? His mother. She's the one saying, where's Jesus? They're looking around for him, and they thought he was with everybody else, and they had to go back and look for him because she supported him. They went back and looked for him for three days. Now, I'm going to just say this. This is my inference into the text. It's not an exegesis of the text. It is my inference of the text. My presumption of that text is that Joseph probably wasn't going to look for him for three days. I'm thinking Joseph said, that, that, Jesus, and he probably went back and for about half of a day, maybe a day, was willing to look. I'm just right. hyper that because fathers ain't, they, we ain't looking long. We're not looking no three days. You better find his own way home. Better catch a cab somewhere, catch a, catch a caravan or something. I told that boy to stay right here. I'm just, this, that's just my inference of the text. But it that mother that says, no, that's my baby. He only 12 years old. We got to find him. And they looked for him for three days because his mother supported him. That's how mothers are. They'll do that. They'll look for you for three days. Don't expect your father to do that. <laughs> she supported him, though. Mary supported him. She not only supported him in that regard, but she supported him in believing in him. In John chapter 2, when they both were invited to a wedding in Canaan of Galilee, they showed up at the wedding and the wine ran out at the wedding. And Mary went to Jesus and said, run out of wine. This is kind of the way Jesus responded to her. He says, woman, what does that have to do with me? And he says, my time has not yet come. That's in John chapter 2. This is what his mother says. His mother doesn't respond to him. She responds to the servants and says, whatever he tells you to do, do it. Because she believed in him. See, mothers will believe in you and what you have capability of doing before you even know you could do it yourself. Because she believed in him. She supported him. And oftentimes, many of us could probably testify, it was our mother, amen, who believed in us when nobody else did. It was our mother who told us we can do things that we didn't even believe ourselves we could do. She supported him. She was there as his support. And now in our particular text, here in verse 25, at the cross, on this day where he has been through a kangaroo court, where he's being now crucified for that which he did not do, and everybody else, pretty much, that was with him at first, have now abandoned him. His disciples have abandoned him. Peter, who says, oh, no, I'll never leave you. I'll be there. You know, y'all know Big Mouth Peter. He gone. Judas, who was carrying the money, gone. All the other disciples, gone. John is the one standing there with his mother and the others. All the people who were getting food free, y'all remember that? Jesus is a town, two fish, five loaves of bread. Yeah, he going to feed everybody. Gone. None of those people are here, but his mother is there at the cross supporting him and there for him even in his last dying hour. That's a mother. She's supportive of him. And even now, while she's there supporting him, watch this, she is experiencing the piercing of her soul that Simeon told her when they dedicated Jesus to the Lord in the first place that she was going to experience. So while she's experiencing the very piercing of her own soul by the sword, she is hurting herself, but at the same time, supporting her son. That's the picture of a mother. Now watch this. While she is supportive of him, he saw her pain and her need. So, watch this. In the text it says, she's there, she's standing there at the cross, And verse 26 says, when Jesus therefore saw his mother, can I stop right there? Jesus saw his mother in the midst of his own scenario. Stay here with me. Now, seeing his mother's pain requires him to deny his own, to pay attention to hers. I I need to paint the picture. Y'all y'all not getting this. That was too easy. That was too quick. Jesus has been through a mock court. He has been spit on. He has been made fun of. He has been beaten and whipped till his flesh has fallen off his body. They have punched him in the face multiple times. They have pulled the hair out of his face. They have pressed a crown of thorns into his skull and pierced his skull where blood is flowing out. He has been nailed to a cross, hung high, stretched wide while he's there bleeding and suffering and being made fun of while he's dealing with his own pain and his own hurt and his own betrayal and his own stuff he sets it all aside to pay attention to see his mother see my point right here is that for us we are so busy and caught up in our own pursuits in our own chasing after successes in life that oftentimes we don't take the time to set aside our own stuff to see what the condition mama is in. It grieves my heart to go to the nursing home and see not just mothers, but fathers whose families won't even visit them, but they're so busy going on chasing the American dream that they are not giving time or attention to see their own parents that are in need. It grieves my heart because folk get bent out of shape because mama put you out. She probably needed to put you out. Don't you catch no attitude. You've been out for 30 years now. Thank God. But we need to take time to pay attention Don't get so caught up in your own stuff If Jesus can take the time on the cross To see the pain of his mother And to see the suffering and the need of his mother Which one of you have so much going on in your life That you can't set it aside to pay attention To what mama's going through We think mama is just immune to pain. You think mama always want to watch your kids. You think mama always want to bail you out. You think mama always want to show up and listen to you cry and moan and complain and go through another boyfriend and another girlfriend and you getting divorced again. Mama don't always want to hear that. Mama got pain too. We we just think mama just always supposed to be there. Mama, 70-some years old. You still bringing your kids to mama. It's time for you to take mama out. Jesus, he saw her pain and her need because he cared to see it. Here's the reality. A whole lot of folk don't even care to see. I hope she don't call me. There ain't no need to pretend like everybody is, you know, taking care of mama right. I'm just going to be for real, for real. Because some folks just dogging their mother out. Some of them don't want to hear from them. They praying that she don't call me. I hope she call my brother. I hope she call my sister. Don't call me. And then when they call you, I ain't got time. Mom, I'm I'm busy. Mom, why don't you just call somebody else? Come on. Set your stuff aside for a moment. It ain't going to hurt you. Jesus was able to set aside all of his pain. Being crucified to pay attention to the needs and the pain of his mother. Amazing. Absolutely amazing. Which tells me there's nothing I can go through and nothing you could be going through that's going to keep us so busy and preoccupied that we can't set it aside to pay attention to what the condition mama is in. Here's the third thing about your way. He had his mother's support. He saw his mother's need and pain. Third thing, picks up in verse number 26, latter part. It says, He saw his mother and the disciple whom he loved standing by, and he said to his mother, Woman, behold your son. And he said to the disciple, Behold your woman. Jesus acted upon her need. He didn't just see the need, but he acted on it. See, because we can see a whole lot of stuff and never act on it but he acted on what he saw as a need and a pain and a need for support and encouragement of his mother. Now watch this. And let's just acknowledge something here. Jesus is not in the best condition to do it. I needed to point that out because a lot of folks say, well, I ain't got that much. My situation kind of bad already, so I can't do nothing. Jesus ain't in the best position either. Can we agree? He's not in the best condition to be acting on the need of his mother while he's on the cross being crucified. While he's carrying the weights of the sins of the world, past, present, and future, he's not in the best position to be being concerned about a little woman that's sitting down there crying and weeping while she's watching her boy be crucified. He's not in the best condition to be doing that. He's not in the best position or condition to do it, but yet he does it anyway. He's being crucified, and watch this. This is what they call the third saying of the seven on the cross, but watch this. In order for him to say what he says here, it is a sacrifice for him to even speak while he's on the cross. Y'all need to understand something physiologically What's going on with him first of all He's got dislocated body parts And he's been nailed he's been whipped he's been beaten He's been hanging in the sun the sun is beating on him his sweat is sweating Into open wounds he's dealing with all The pain he's dealing with all the scorn He's got the weight of your sin and My sin weighed on him not Just last week's sin but next week's Sin also he's got it all laid On him and he's dealing with that and The separation from his father In heaven the flesh has separated from the spirit and he's dealing with all of that and while he's on the cross dealing with all of that Go now. he has to push up while blood is flowing into his throat and lungs and he doesn't have much oxygen but he's got to push up on the cross in order to speak at all and he can barely get words out but because he loves his mother because he paid attention that his mother has a need, he expends the energy to take care of her and good care of her by consigning her or assigning her to his disciple John, whom he loved. Help me, somebody. He didn't just put her in anybody's care. He didn't just go to the cheapest nursing home. How much it costs for her to be here? Well, this one, well, that's too high for mama. Now we got to put her. We got to find somewhere else cheaper. He chose the best resolution. See, see, we so caught up in ourselves that we're trying to figure out how I'm going to keep my high status of life and how I'm going to still look good in the community and at the same time take care of mama. you cutting into my life. No, she gave you life. I'm just of the opinion that mama deserves the best. She deserves the best, and so Jesus looked, and he sees the disciple whom he loved and who was willing to stand and stay with him even to his crucifixion, and he assigns her to him. Watch this. Here's here's another thought. He does that even though there are other siblings. You do realize that he has other brothers and sisters. Can we just be for real? Because I like the scripture. The scripture is real. And other brothers and sisters ain't always, what's the word? They're they not always on point. Amen. They, they always got something else to do. They, they ain't never around. Y'all, y'all know what I'm saying? While he's being crucified in Jerusalem, they hanging out in Galilee. He ain't there nowhere around. Y'all know how it is when mama needs something. Where, where's, where's your brother? Where's the sister? You, you call them, they won't even call you back. Y'all know everybody got family. Everybody got trifling brothers and sisters that won't do nothing. Y'all already know they ain't going to do nothing. When, when, the, when the rubber hits the road, when the stuff hit the fan, you the one got to deal with it because there ain't no way to be found. But here in Jesus' case, even though he has other brothers and sisters, he realizes I'm giving them putting my mama in the best hands I can put her in. He does the very best he can to make sure that his mother right now while she's grieving at the cross, while she's in pain at the cross, has someone to comfort her. Yeah. He can't send a text or email to Galilee and say, can one of y'all trifling rascal, get up here. Mama broke down. She crying. She can't contain herself. I need one of y'all to get over here. And you know what's gonna happen. They busy. I gotta work today. I gotta... He can't do that. And so what he does, he takes advantage of the resources that are there to assure she has the best care. Can I help somebody right here? It might not be your brother or your sister that you can call to help mama out, but if you can't do it, if you're not in the best position to do it at the time, reach out to someone who is going to give them the best care and who's going to take care of them the best that that can be done right now. I think Jesus does an excellent job of taking care of his mother in a way, watch this, that she's taking care of right now. But the text is that John also took her home and he took her home from that day forward to take care of his mother. Jesus knew that John would not just be a temporary fix, but he would be a fix until mama left here and went to heaven. I like that because sometimes what you got to start thinking about is how am I going to set things in place for mama to take care of my mother, to take good care of my mother for the remainder of her days. And let me say this, and in doing so, sometimes it's going to cost you to make sacrifices for what was comfortable for you. Amen. And so you just get it in your mind. If I'm going to take good care of my mother, I got to remember that she has supported me. Amen. I, I've got to know that, that, and even the same way, I got to see my mother's pain. I got to see her need. Now, if you walk around blind, act like you don't, you don't know she got need, she has need. If you don't, can't see it, ask her. And then once you see the need, don't pretend, don't put on blinders and act like you didn't hear what she just said. The house is falling apart. Can I get it fixed? Do something about it. Act on the need. Take good care of your mother. You only get one. And I can tell you, I've seen enough funerals. I always know who didn't take care of mama. At the end of the day, Jesus took care of his mother in more ways than just that. When he gave up his spirit on that cross, he was taking care of his mother's eternal destiny to wash away all of her sins and to make sure that she would spend her eternity with him
1: in heaven. Praise the Lord. You've been listening to the radio broadcast ministry of Kettering Baptist Church under the leadership of Senior Pastor Buchus Sterling III, where we minister in the spirit of excellence. We pray that you have been richly blessed by today's message. Financial contributions in support of this ministry are welcome. We thank you in advance for uniting with us in kingdom building. For a copy of this sermon on CD or to hear this message again on the web, For additional information, go to our website at KetteringMinistries.org or contact our church office at 301-574-3515. Please join us again as Senior Pastor Buca Sterling III and the Kettering Baptist Church family minister in the spirit of excellence.
0: Folks, I'm sure many of you would agree that surviving as a child in Haiti has got to be one of the toughest challenges.